Hey, I wanted to start today's episode off with a motivational quote, a quote that I think will help you and encourage you along your English learning journey. Now, this quote comes from C.S. Lewis, and he said, you can't go back and change the beginning, but you can start where you are and change the ending. I'm going to read this one more time. Listen very closely. You can't go back and change the beginning, but you can start where you are and change the ending. I've worked with literally thousands of students from around the world. And many of those students have told me that they've experienced frustration at times because they felt like they really weren't making any uh, progress. They really weren't improving as much as they would have liked to. And in speaking with those students, I realized that they were focusing on the past instead of looking at their future. So I want to remind you, just like this quote says, don't focus on the past. You can't change the beginning. But what you can do is starting right now, you can change your future. You can do it. I believe in you. Start now. Welcome to the Speak English with Tiffany podcast a podcast especially created for intermediate and advanced English learners. In this podcast, you will hear new English words, expressions, and so much more. You will also learn how to think creatively in English and express yourself like a native English speaker. This podcast will take your English ability to the next level and help you to be more confident and more fluent when you speak in English. Are you ready? Well then, let's jump right in. Hey everyone, this is teacher Tiffany and I want to thank you so much for joining me for another episode of the Speak English with Tiffany podcast. In today's episode, you are going to learn new English vocabulary words and expressions that will help you speak fluently in English about adoption. Now, before we jump into the episode, though, I want to tell you about today's English resource. That's right. Today's special English resource is an ebook. This ebook I wrote for students just like you. It's called How to Make Long Sentences in English. Now, I have worked with so many students and many of them were intermediate and advanced English learners, but they struggled with making longer sentences and sounding more like native English speakers. So I developed a system, a 30 day plan that will help you just like it helped them to master English sentences and start making longer sentences and sounding like a native English speaker. So this ebook, once again, is called how to make long sentences in English. You can get your copy by clicking the link right in the description, or for those listening, all you have to do is go to studywithtiffany.com. Again, 
studywithtiffany.com. That's www.studywithtiffany.com. This ebook, How to Make Long Sentences in English, will take you through 30 days of clear lessons that will help you develop your writing skills and your speaking skills to make you sound more like a native English speaker and have better sentences and create better sentences. So again, go to www.studywithtiffany.com and get your copy today of how to make longer sentences in English. All right. Are you ready? Now let's jump right in. We're going to start with our vocabulary. This vocabulary word, the first vocabulary word is foster. Once again, foster. Now foster, this word can be a little bit tricky to pronounce sometimes because of the F sound. So again, for the F sound, repeat after me. Foster. Good. Now that F sound is made by putting your front teeth on your bottom lip. So again, after me, foster. Excellent. Now the word foster again, remember the topic that we're focusing on for this episode is adoption and foster. This word just means to bring up a child that is not your own or to encourage or promote development. So this word actually has two different meanings, but I want to focus on the first definition, which once again is to bring up a child that is not your own. And I want to tell you a really quick story. You see, one of my friends, when I was younger, her mother actually loved taking care of young people and her mom would actually bring individuals into her home young people, individuals whose parents were for some reason or another unable to take care of them. She would feed them. She would clothe them. She would give them a safe place to stay. And I remember visiting my friend and seeing these young people, these little boys and little girls that her mom would take care of. Now they weren't her children. She hadn't adopted them but she would take care of them for long periods of time. She would bring them up as her own, even though they weren't her blood children. She was a foster mother. She was such an amazing woman. So again, the idea of fostering a child is very, very common in America. And this is a word that is important for you to know. So again, foster. Good job. Now let's look at some example sentences. Okay. Now remember I said there are two meanings for this word. One being to bring up a child that is not your own and the other being to encourage or promote development. So the sentences will help us understand more. Sentence number one, I enjoy fostering creativity in children and adults. Now this sentence connects to the second part of the definition meaning to encourage or promote development. So the sentence once again is, I enjoy fostering creativity in children and adults, which means I enjoy encouraging and promoting creativity in children and adults. And I actually do enjoy doing that. Sentence number two, it is important to foster kindness in everyone you meet. 
Again, to encourage kindness. And sentence number three, although sometimes difficult, fostering a child in your home can be rewarding. Again, it goes back to the short story I told you about my friend's mother who used to foster young children. She affected my life because I watched how she cared for those children that weren't her own, but she really loved and took care of them. So fostering a child in your home can be rewarding. All right. So once again, foster. Excellent. Last time, foster. Good job. Now, our next vocabulary word is prefer. Again, prefer. Excellent. Now, this one also has the F sound in the middle of the word, but at the beginning, we have the P and the R sound together. So last time after me, prefer. Excellent. Now, this just means involving preference or partiality. Now, in other words, it's to like something more than another thing or to like another person more than another person. So again, this is just having something that you like more than something else. So I want to tell you a little bit about my niece, speaking of preferring something. So I have three nieces, um, but one of my nieces, uh, my youngest niece, she is four years old. Now she is the cutest little girl you will ever have met. Everyone that meets her loves her, but my niece is very particular when it comes to food. So even when she was younger, about one year old, she loved beans, loved them specifically black beans. So about three weeks ago, I had my nieces with me, two of them, and they were in my car riding with auntie Tiff. And we drove up to Taco Bell, a very popular fast food restaurant here in America. And I said, okay, munchkins, I call them munchkins. That's their nickname. I said, munchkins, tell me what you want to eat. So my, the elder niece, um, her, she said, auntie Tiff, I'd like this. So I told, she told me what she wanted. And I asked my other niece, the youngest one, her name is Sydney. I said, Sydney, what would you like? She said, auntie Tiff, I'd like beans. I said, okay, that that's good, baby. You know, we're at Taco Bell and Taco Bell's a Mexican restaurant. So they have a lot of beans. She said, no, I, I just want beans. Now, I thought she just wanted a bean burrito. So I got her a bean burrito. But what she actually preferred was a small bowl of beans. She didn't want a bean burrito. She didn't want the tortilla. She only wanted the beans. So I can say in this situation, my niece prefers beans over other types of food. So this is why this word is so useful because you can use it in so many different situations. My niece prefers beans over anything else. What do you prefer? Think about that. What do you prefer? Now, I want to give you some example sentences, all right? So here's the first example sentence for the word prefer. The employer prefers English-speaking students. So again, it's saying the employer has a preference. The employer likes English-speaking students over non-English-speaking students. Just an example. Don't worry. (laughs) All right. Sentence number two. Here we go. Many adoptive parents 
prefer to adopt infants. All right. So again, parents looking to adopt children, usually it is actually pretty common. They prefer babies or infants, right? Now the third example sentence is right here. The car dealer prefers his son and his new car that costs much less than any other car. So again, the car dealer likes his son and he likes his new car as well over other cars. So again, prefer just refers to a preference. So let's really quickly, I want us to go over the two words one more time. The first one was foster. Excellent. The second one was prefer. Excellent job. Very, very good. All right. Now I want to go over two new English expressions with you. Now these expressions are also very important when you're trying to speak about adoption, but you can also use them in other conversations. Now the first expression that I want us to talk about is birth parent. Once again, birth parent. Excellent. Remember that b, b, b sound, top lip and bottom lip together and bring them in. Now a birth parent literally is what it sounds like the birth parent of an adoptive child. So again, remember I said the topic um, that is connected to these words and expressions is adoption. So when you're thinking about adoption, which is just when you allow, uh, when you bring in a child and you legally bring them into your family, they are not your blood relative, but you're saying, Hey, now you are a part of our family legally. That's adopting a child. Well, that child, even though that child, he or she may be legally a part of your family, he or she still has birth parents, the mother that gave birth to him or the father that was a part of the <laughs> situation that brought that child into existence. So we call those individuals, the blood relatives, the blood parents, we call them birth parents, the ones who actually have placed the DNA in the child, if that makes sense to you. <laughs> All right. We say birth parent. So I, I want to tell you about um, some situations that I've been in where I've spoken with individuals um, that were adopted and um, we talked about their birth parents. So I had um, a conversation with uh, one of my friends who's Oh, actually, you know what? One of my friends, she had another friend um, that was adopted. Um, so she and I had a conversation. Actually, she and I had this conversation. Um, I have a course. It's called Speak English Like a Native. Now, this is a course in my academy. You can go to Speak English Like a Native. Um, excuse me. You can go to uh, speakenglishwithtiffanyacademy.com and check out that course. Um, but it's the Speak English Like a Native course. And in the course, you'll find a topic called adoption. And my friend and I, we had a really good conversation about this. And she was telling me about one of her friends who actually was adopted. And she was asking her like, you know, okay, so would you want to know your birth parents? So we continued to have this conversation and we were discussing, you know, what's the right time to tell a child that they were adopted and what's the right time to uh, let a child know that, hey, you actually do have other parents. So it was a very interesting discussion because I think it's something that parents um, 
have a hard time doing when they've adopted a child because you have to figure out the right time when the child is mature enough to understand that, hey, you're loved. The parents that had to give you up, your birth parents, uh, the mother who actually gave birth to you, it's not that she didn't love you. Um, she had to put you up for adoption because maybe she couldn't afford to raise you or maybe her situation was bad or maybe she was too young. And so my friend and I continued to talk about this um, topic about what's the right time to tell a child, an adoptive child, a child that's been adopted uh, about their birth parents. And we had a really good discussion. So again, you can check it out again, you know, speak English like a native course. You can check that course out. Um, but I think it's something that's very interesting because there are a lot of adopted individuals, a lot of individuals who have, uh, been blessed to have amazing parents that adopted them, but they also have birth parents. And many of them are curious to at least meet their birth parents. So that's why this expression birth parent is important for you to understand the parents that gave birth to you. So let me give you some example sentences using this expression, birth parent. Sentence number one, I wish I could meet my birth parents. Again, that goes back to what I was saying. My friend and I we were having a discussion about this. Sentence number two, we are in an open adoption. So his birth parents visit our home every Christmas. Next, sentence number three. My birth parents gave me life, but my adoptive mom is the only one I consider to be my mother. All right. So again, these sentences kind of put, um, explain exactly what I was saying earlier about the conversation my friend and I had, you know, people actually try to figure out parents, the adoptive parents try to figure out when to tell children about their birth parents. Um, but many times the children still consider their adoptive parents to be their real parents because they raised them. Okay. So once again, I want you to repeat after me birth parent. Excellent. Very good. Now the next expression again, connected to this topic of adoption is attachment parenting. Once again, after me, attachment parenting. Good job. Now the first word has a little bit of some tricky pronunciation parts, right? So after me again, attachment. Good. Again, attachment. Excellent. Now attachment parenting, this expression actually means it's kind of a way of caring for children that gives a lot of importance to parents and their baby or a small child being physically and emotionally close. So let me explain this a little bit more. This is again, when you want to be physically and emotionally close to the child. Uh, you don't want them to be separated from you. They're always with you. They're always around you. Now, I want to tell you something that I experienced when I was overseas in South Korea. So when I was overseas in South Korea, I had many conversations with many students. Um, and in Korea, a woman that is married and has children is called an ajuma, ajuma. Right. And so I would have long conversations with many Ajumas and we would discuss, you know, 
family, marriage, um, and also how to raise children. So I remember the first time one of my students, an Ajima, told me that they slept in the bed with their babies. So, you know, the husband, the wife, and the child would sleep in the bed. Now, again, Korea is an amazing culture, and I was just learning so much about Korean culture. And this was one aspect of Korean culture that was brand new to me at the time. So I was speaking with the Ajima and she was telling me like, yes, you know, when the baby is born, but the baby stays in the bed with myself and my husband for actually quite a few years. And they said it's an opportunity to bond with the child. So I explained to the student, you know, like, oh, that's very interesting because in my culture as an American, we don't do that. That's not common. People do it. Some people do it. There are always exceptions to the rules, but in general, we usually have like a bassinet or a crib for the baby. And many times the baby will sleep in its own room, teaching the baby like, okay, like at night, you know, this is your area where you sleep. And then mommy and daddy will come get you, of course, if you cry in the middle of the night. So we would have wonderful discussions and they were telling me like, yes, you know, in our culture, we want to bond with our children in this way from the time they're born. This is an example of attachment parenting wanting to be physically and emotionally close to the child. Now, I'm not saying that in American culture, we're not emotionally and physically close because we are. Again, it's just the beauty of different cultures. Because again, I'm very close to my nieces. My parents are very, my sister and I, we're very, very close to our parents. And my sister is close to my nieces as well, as well as my brother-in-law. But it's just different styles of parenting. So, the parenting that my students, the Ajumas, were explaining to me, that style would be called attachment parenting. And maybe in your own culture, in your country, you all also have attachment parenting. So it's very interesting to get to know different cultures. Now, I want to give you some example sentences using this expression. So what I'm going to do is the first one is right here. I subscribe or I agree with I subscribe to attachment parenting because I never want to be away from my daughter. Next sentence number two, attachment parenting can eventually lead to helicopter parenting if parents are not emotionally mature. Now, this is a great sentence and I want to explain again. I'll read this sentence one more time. And in the sentence, there's another expression that I want to explain. Attachment parenting can eventually lead to helicopter parenting if parents are not emotionally mature. Now, helicopter parenting, I'm sure you all know what a helicopter is, right? You know, it flies overhead, has the real big propellers, right? So helicopter parenting is just like a helicopter. A helicopter can hover over, right? Kind of just stay in the air and hover over uh, a little different from a plane, right? A plane kind of moves forward, but a helicopter can, for a period of time, just hover and stay in one area over, over top of you. That's what a helicopter parent is. It's hard for that parent to let go and let their child experience life on their own. We call that individual a helicopter parent. Everywhere the child goes, the parent must be with the child. Everything the child does, the parent must be there as well. So we say, hey, sometimes you have to let go and let your child, you know, learn and, and explore. So don't be a helicopter parent. That's what it means in English. All right. So let me give you one more sentence using the expression attachment parenting. Here we go. 
Because adoptive parents did not get to experience the nine-month pregnancy, many use attachment parenting techniques such as skin-to-skin bond with their adopted child. And this is true, trying to get that connection that didn't happen during that nine-month period. So once again, I want you to repeat after me. Attachment parenting. Excellent. All right. So I'm going to say the words and the expressions one more time after me. Here we go. Foster. Prefer. Birth parent. Attachment parenting. Excellent job. You learned so much today in this episode and I really hope you enjoyed and I hope that you will take everything you learned and move forward with your day. Now, before we end though, I do want to do something a little interesting, a little different. You guys always seem to like when I do story time. So I decided to add story time to the podcast. Oh yeah. It's story time. Hey, it's story time. Come on. It's story time. Hey, got something brand new for y'all. It's, it's stop, 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 stop. It's stop, stop, story time. (laughs) All right, guys. So, yes. It is story time. Again, you all seem to love when I do story time on YouTube. So I'm going to do story time periodically, maybe every time, but periodically on the podcast. So what I'm going to do is we learned four new things today. Foster, prefer, birth parent, and attachment parenting. I'm going to create a story right now from those two vocabulary words and the two expressions just to help you think creatively in English, all right? So this is a challenge for me, but I hope you will enjoy it. All right, so here we go. Again, foster, prefer, birth parent, and attachment parenting. Here we go. So there was a a young woman. And her name was Barbara. Now, Barbara fell in love with the most handsome guy in the school. You see, they were high school seniors. And Barbara fell in love with Michael. Now, Michael, woo-wee, he was a looker. He was really handsome. And Barbara was trying to save herself for marriage, but one thing led to another. They started dating She really loved him. Michael really loved her. And before you know it, they had decided to have sex and she got pregnant. Remember, they were young. They were really young and she was so scared and and, and they didn't want a child, but it happened. She got pregnant. So Michael and Barbara were both scared to talk to their parents. So when they eventually decided to talk to their parents, their parents said, "Okay, you have two decisions. You can either have this baby, get married and raise it, or you can put the baby up for adoption. And the parents said, the choice is yours. So Barbara and Michael talked and they decided, you know, we're still young. We need to go to college. We don't really have enough money. Let's put the child up for adoption. And that's exactly what they did. So fast forward nine months, 
the baby was born. Barbara was at the hospital, delivered the baby and said, okay, they can take the baby. Now the baby was taken, but there, there, there wasn't a family just yet to adopt the baby. So the baby was put into the system. Barbara forgot about the baby. Michael forgot about the baby. The baby went to the system, but the, the office, the office that was in charge of the, the house that the baby was being held at was run by an amazing woman. And this woman, when she saw the baby that Barbara had delivered, she looked at that baby and said, I, I can't let this baby just get into the system. And she decided to foster the baby. She said, I'll foster this baby until someone comes and decides to adopt her. Now, let's say. The little baby's name was Mary. This is what she wanted to call her. So the baby was raised, was fostered, and the woman fostered the baby. Excuse me, the woman's name was Mary, not the baby's name. So Mary fostered the baby and took care of her. And actually, Mary preferred little girls. And it wasn't because she had anything against boys. It was just because she literally had six of her own boys. <laughs> so Mary said, I, I, I would love to have a girl, but I can't have any more children. So I prefer to have a baby girl to foster. So Mary, her husband and her other six boys, they loved the little girl. And she spent literally a year fostering this baby because no one could be found to actually adopt the child. Well, a year went by. Mary fell in love with the baby. The boys fell in love with the baby and Mary's husband fell in love with the baby. And then a year later, she got a phone call. The phone call was from the birth parents. That's right. Barbara and Michael. They had finished their first year of, of college and they realized that they had made a mistake. They realized that, yes, they were young, but they still wanted their child. So these birth parents, they called Mary and they said, excuse me, ma'am, we know that you're fostering the, the child that, you know, that Barbara gave birth to. We wanted to know, would you be willing to, to let us come see her? Now, Mary had went through her process for a full year. She had done the different things needed to bond with the little girl. She basically followed the rules of attachment parenting, the skin to skin, the having the baby sleep with her at times with her husband in the bed and, and making sure the baby was comforted so the baby could bond with them. And she really had bonded with the baby, but Mary knew the benefit of a birth parent. And Mary told Barbara and Michael, you know, I've bonded with your child, but you're the birth parents. You can definitely come to my house and see your baby. So Barbara and Michael came to Mary's house. They met Mary. They met Mary's husband. They met the six boys and they met their child. And what started off as a mistake for them ended up being a beautiful blessing because Mary agreed to foster that little baby for three more years while Barbara and Michael finished school. And at the end of those three years, after a total of four years, Barbara and Michael came back, they got their baby, and they started to take care of her. But they made sure that baby still had a relationship with Mary, her husband, and her six boys. And they lived happily ever after. Now, I hope you enjoyed that story. Again, I was just trying to do something creatively to help you remember foster, prefer birth parent and attachment parenting. But adoption is a serious topic. And maybe you know someone who's adopted or maybe you're adopted. So I hope this story touched you as well. 
All right, guys, again, thank you so much for joining me for this episode. Remember, today's English resource is the How to Make Long Sentences in English ebook. You can get your copy by going to studywithtiffany.com right now, or you can click the link in the description. This ebook will help you sound more like a native English speaker. It's laid out over a 30-day period with clear lessons each and every day, helping you to make longer sentences in English. You can do it. I believe in you. I really hope you enjoyed this episode. Remember, if you want to continue improving your English fluency, all you have to do is click the link in the description to get today's special English resource. This has been Teacher Tiffany with the Speak English with Tiffany podcast. Until next time, remember to speak English.